Experience the difference at Woodhouse Buick GMC. From the GMC Acadia to the Buick Encore, we're sure to have a vehicle that fits your lifestyle. Our climate-controlled showroom guarantees a comfortable shopping experience every time you visit. Plus, our commitment to our customers continues well beyond the date of purchase. You will leave our lot feeling comfortable and confident in your new vehicle. Start your car buying journey today, in-store or online at WoodhouseBuickGMC.com. We are professional grade. This is how it's always been I'm on the outside looking in Welcome to Double Love, the podcast in which we explore the strange and terrifying world of Sweet Valley High book by book. I'm Anna Carey. I'm Karen Moynihan. And this is episode 56. It sure is. But book. 51. That's right. And it is <laughs> against the odds. I know you've been dying to get to this one, Anna. <laughs> I've said so many times that the most boring books, as decided by me and my sister in our youth, were the one where Elizabeth goes to a boarding school in Switzerland and the one where Ronnie Edwards becomes a gambler. Mm. And we have reached the latter. Yeah. And it's, it's terrible. It's time. <laughs> it is time. But actually, it isn't the worst no like I was expecting it to be so bad because mm. I actually don't think I had ever actually read this one um, and you'd talked it down I so really much have, yeah. over the last while I was like oh this is gonna suck and then when I was reading it I was like this is actually alright like know. there's a little bit of OTG actually it is more than a little OTG <laughs> it's got a gangster called Big Al <laughs> but we'll get to him later we will and we'll start out as usual with some taglines and blurbs that's right and Karen you're on first what's the cover tagline will Ronnie Edwards lose the biggest gamble of his life as ever the answer uh, <laughs> is no <laughs> of course it fucking is mm. and uh, oh my god but we don't have the little one for the we back we don't have a back blurb or do we in our about this book section because we both this is a first we have both <laughs> read this book on a kindle <gasps> and it doesn't oh no it Hang doesn't on. have it I feel like I have a bit of it Sorry, no, yeah, well, is... my copy just has the uh, the blurb, but not the oh the, the little back tagline. Yeah, maybe we'll guess. Well, maybe let's make one up. Okay. Um, okay. So what's the first one? Um, is when okay. he has a gambling guy. Mm-hmm. Maybe it'll be something like uh, nothing to lose. Oh! <laughs> Perfect. Perfect. Well, we I knew we could do their job. We, we pulled through. Of course. Well done, Karen. Now, thank you. Thank you. Can you share the actual? Full back there. Um, I'm trying to get it up here, but I can't. Do you have it handy oh there? Because mine is. Um, it's playing. It's it's playing games with us. Technology I know this is like, not our friend. This is all this stuff we should have sorted out before recording. It really well. is. Well, this is the level of professionalism you are used to, listeners. We know <laughs> that you appreciate it. Uh, where's all Ronnie gone? Yeah. Oh my god. Like, no. I just have to pay off a big gambling debt. Ronnie asks Elizabeth's boyfriend, Jeffrey, Sweet Valley High star soccer player, dot, dot, dot. Like, oh, damn it. Where's the rest Hang of on. it? Hang on. I know a way around this because we're so tech savvy today. We are doing, I'm reading my notes on my computer. I've taken my laptop in on my computer, like Elizabeth Wakefield. <laughs> I'm going to dial. Dial someone's email there, Anna, quick. I'm going to dial up Amazon. And. Look up the blurb there. Okay. Because they should have it. Oh, come on. Get where... Aha. Here we go. All right. Does it have the details? What? 
is happening? No, we can't let this. This is this is unconscionable. <laughs> we are not letting this happen. We are finding this blurb and we are getting there. You know what? I'm going to describe the cover while we try and find yes, the blurb. How about do. that? Well, I'll do some technical okay. wizardry. Aha. Oh, no, hang on. <laughs> I bet. No. This is an outrage. Okay. This is all we have. Oh, is it? We'll just go with it. It's fine. Yeah. We're going to have to leave it. I'm sorry, listeners. This is what happens when we rely on Amazon, which are, <laughs> even though they've been saving us from, uh, you know, losing books True. in a few episodes. Still. They are still evil and pay their work. Thanks for charity. nothing, Jeff Bezos. Why <laughs> <laughs> they know they chaffed us. <laughs> well, we do have a good cover. We do. Which is, uh, which oh, makes up for not having the blurb, which we can only imagine, <laughs> readers. Only imagine. Do your best. Um, oh, hang on. Oh, God. <laughs> Sorry to do this, but we could read out a review oh. that somebody has left. Okay. And I think you'd appreciate this, Karen. Okay. Oh, a one star review. Yes. Abysmal. Go on. Wow. Okay. What an absolute pile of rubbish. <laughs> this is one of the most ludicrous ones I've read. That's all there is to say, other than I wish I could see the earrings Jess had created. Yeah, fair. Shame Etsy wasn't around. <laughs> Can't wait to listen to the Double Love podcast for this. <laughs> Oh my god! Expecting so much OTG in brackets, old timey gangster. <laughs> god, that was abysmal. And one person found this helpful. Yay! <laughs> Our work is done. Thank oh my you, god. At Gem Loves Books. Thank you, Gem Loves Books. I think wow. Gem Loves Books follows us on Twitter. That's gas. Thank you, Gem. Oh my god. So that gives you enough oh. information. <laughs> that has made After my that day. Technological shambles. <laughs> <laughs> so. Let us return <laughs> to the main event. Wow, to regular programming. With a cover description. We thought this would be so smooth and easy. I know, and we were like, we've got this, it's fine. We're so well organised. <laughs> Good God. Wow. Sorry, listeners. Okay, so. But the cover. Our cover. We have Ronnie, and actually I thought it was Elizabeth, because it's usually her that looks disapprovingly at people. Yeah, I assumed it was. It's Jessica. Ha- Look at her <gasps> dangly earrings. Oh! I know! <laughs> Game oh my God. changer. Yeah. So it is actually Jessica oh, mind as um, well. and Ronnie on the front. <laughs> they truly are twins. <laughs> <laughs> well, true. You can't tell them apart. You really can't. I can't see if she's wearing a watch because. Um, oh, true. Of her she, pose. Has, she has long sleeves on uh, with her arms folded. So she's wearing this really nice kind of teal top. It's probably silk because. Oh, they love their silk. They just love a bit of silk, of those sweet do. valley teens. Um, it's kind of nice. Like yeah, it's I'd kind of V neck, a little bow on the front. Mm. It's cute. It's cool. um, but she's just looking extremely unimpressed. Mm. Um, Ronnie Edwards, who, As well she might. Uh, yeah, he's I don't know. He's still uh, he doesn't really look like anybody. No, he's, he's just some nondescript dude. He's generic. He really is very generic. But he looks like he's trying to explain something to her, and she's yes. not having any of it. Um, well, he's he's uh, he's very expressive, mm. which they aren't always. True. Yeah. <laughs> so there's that. <laughs> um, yeah, and you can just make out a long dangly earring uh, on one ear. It's slightly obscured by her hair, mm. but it's kind of long and. Gold, I think there's like little green beads on it or something. Yeah, it's, you're right. Yeah. My mind is blown. Yeah, no, it's definitely Jess. Because <laughs> no straight right. away I was like, oh, arms folded, looking disapproving. Gotta That's be Liz. Liz. <laughs> I actually like the colour, the, the, the general colour scheme. The palette is nice. I'm into it too, yeah. Yeah, can you describe the choice of <laughs> the designer? Yeah, well, we've got a nice, you know, it's, it's look, it's never not going to be pastel. So let's of just, course. you know, <laughs> say that straight away. But it's, yeah, it's a nice pink uh, cover. 
um, accented with the kind of teal of uh, of Jessica's top. I like the and combo. It's a really nice combo. Yeah. <laughs> Very well fair point. Well, I was going to say James Matthews, but I doubt he, he did yeah, the design. Yeah, it, it, it was probably uh, a Bantam Books graphic yes. designer <laughs> slaving yeah. away in an office somewhere. We salute you. Yeah. And that is a, a more exciting cover, really, than a more action-packed cover mm. than the book. No, the book. You know, it does have action. Yeah, you know, you keep slating the book, and yet <laughs> it's actually not as bad as Anarchy's making it out to It's be. true. <laughs> well, it starts at a football game. It does. The Gladiators, because apparently the soccer team are also called the Gladiators. I yeah, was I was like confused. I thought, team. yeah, I thought that they're like football, football, you know, American, American football, football team was the Gladiators. Yeah. Were they all have the same all name in a. I don't know. Seems a bit weird to me. Yeah. How would you distinguish? We've never heard that the basketball team were called the Gladiators. The Gladiators. That's true, actually. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Anyway, they're tied with the Palisades Pubas. Ooh. <laughs> and it's the last minute of the semi-final of some sort of championship. Who? Yeah. The tension. Who cares? <laughs> oh well, they all care. And there's a timeout which they don't have in football. I mean, no. Football. Like <laughs> no, I whoever know, wrote yeah. this knows nothing about football. Oh. Well, I grew up in a with a football fan dad, so they did. So wasn't calling it, weren't calling it soccer in my house, um, but yeah, whoever I don't, I'm no expert, but I know that I know a lot more than whoever wrote this football themed book. Yeah, because so. it happens a few times where like the coach calls a timeout, and it's like that's not how that works. And at the end of the first quarter, so they're taking <laughs> yeah, a break. It's like, like no, no. <laughs> that's not what happens. <laughs> So uh, anyway, they're they're having a timeout, and Liz ponders how wonderful Jeffrey is, and even her praise makes him sound like such a dud, like saying things like Jeffrey wasn't one of the team's highest scorers or flashiest players. <laughs> His best friend, Darren Dallas, with those descriptions, but in his own dependable, enthusiastic way. Wow, he's boy Enid. <laughs> oh, you're right. God, what with that and his dancing that wasn't very graceful, but Stomping was <laughs> So much dabbing with faint praise mm. of her old Jeff. Oh, well. Um, as well there might be, because he's... <sighs> I'm still not warming to him, just put it that way. <laughs> so Jessica, of course, is in cheerleader mode, blowing kisses from the from the pitch side up to AJ. And Liz is like, ha, ha, ha. She makes everything about herself. Isn't that hilarious? It's like, yeah. is it? <laughs> really? Are we sure isn't the sign of some deeper underlying issues here? <laughs> not that funny, Liz. Just saying. And we're told that... Even after 16 years, Liz is still amazed by their differences. Like, we've been doing this podcast for two years and we are not amazed by their differences. So, really, Liz. And after all this time, uh, the game restarts and Jeffrey gets the ball and he dribbles it down the pitch and scores a goal. And yeah, and the announcer says, every time somebody scores a goal, instead of saying, goal, they go, score! (laughs) Maybe they do that in America. Maybe they do, yeah. But if so, they are literally the only place on earth. And uh, the match is over. Jeffrey's carried off shoulder high and it's everything's wonderful. And Liz is like, oh, I just want to take in this magnificent scene. <laughs> Later, she and Jeffrey, Enid and Hugh. Well, yeah, last well, time Hugh was mentioned. Was <laughs> that was pretty far down the line, though, that they'd, uh, yeah, they'd broken up in the last book that we covered. Wasn't it's it? true. The, um, Murder, Murder in Paradise. Paradise. <laughs> So, but that's like 10 years in the future yeah. in publishing terms but not actually yeah, who knows? It's <laughs> linear time wise who even knows oh it's a flat circle we've established that already <laughs> yeah. so they uh, they arrive at the Dairy Burger and everybody gives like Jeffrey a round of applause and by the way I noticed that the uh, 
the football team has a lot more people with non-WASP names. You've got Tony Esteban, That's Brad true. Tomasi, uh, all greeting them. So maybe mm-hmm. they were allowed to play Jesus. football. <laughs> um, and yeah, everybody's uh, everybody's having a great time. Liz has a little flashback to Aaron's rage issues. But apparently they're all in the past. All sorted. Yeah. And Jeffrey, uh, Jessica, sorry, has saved them a seat with her crew. And even though Elizabeth doesn't like any of her crew, she's like, oh, well, I guess I have to join them. Like, no, you don't. I know. Yeah, because she's sitting with Lila and Amy. And it's like, you don't like those girls. Actively <laughs> yeah. don't. Neither does Jeffrey. Uh, but it turns out that Jessica kind of wants an audience. Because she always does. Well, true. But she especially wants one because she's been working on a little project. She sure has. Can you tell us what it is? Uh, Jessica has been making her own earrings. Yes. Mm. Which was quite a thing for youngsters to do in the 80s. It's, yeah, to me it's got like very uh, transition year mini company vibes. Wow. (laughs) That's where I went with it. That is exactly what she's doing. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) We're going to get full marks for this one. (laughs) I used to go to Crown, the Crown Jewels that used to be on Crown Alley in Temple Bar before Temple Bar became a hideous tourist hellhole (laughs) and, uh, and make earrings. Even though my ears weren't pierced, I would make on. Really? Yes. <laughs> I think it's just a thing in like the mid late eighties. Because teenagers like putting beads on little nice. bits of wire. Yeah, it was good fun. But I don't know if I'd have tried selling them. And uh, apparently, <laughs> loyal Lila is praising her talents, but Enid is like, oh well, they're certainly different. Yeah, is it Enid that's like, uh, is this a Christmas tree ornament or an earring? Oh. Like, all right, Enid. <laughs> Getting <laughs> saucy over there in the corner. <laughs> oh, about time. Yeah. And uh, yeah, apparently Enid, pl- or sorry, Enid, uh, Jessica plants to market her creations. She does. Genuinely. She's getting Transition her, your style. Getting her entrepreneur on. Yeah, she's um, got big dreams. Yeah, so I think the ones that they're looking at right now, they're made of black plastic and dangling sparkling beads. Oh, I probably would have made something like that. Yeah. <laughs> it's the 80s. I can't judge. can't judge her. <laughs> so Roddy approaches the table and he's dressed to kill. <laughs> you, are you going to save his outfit till the end? Uh, oh. Yeah, it's not that descriptive though. Like, as in, he's we can just go for it because he's a wearing mock-a-shirt, um, though. Yeah, it's an expensive-looking designer shirt and pleated pants. Pleated <laughs> pants, and it's instead of his normal. We're told. Uh, yeah, his usual look apparently is jeans and a rugby shirt, which mm. is just generic, generic. Yeah, yeah. well, not pleated pants. Have you, but not pleated pants. <laughs> <laughs> and he offers. He's he's sort of he's full of bonhomie, and he offers to buy everybody at the table um, a meal. Yeah. And there's an awkward silence and, I mean, you can actually understand it with Enid and Liz. Oh, big time, yeah. Because. Because fuck Ronnie Edwards. Yeah. <laughs> and we get a reminder of what he did. Yeah. He dumped poor old Enid because she was hopped up on Betty's. <laughs> and not even at the time, just in the yeah. past. <laughs> but he was really shitty to oh, Enid. Oh, he was like. Awful. Um, yeah. But yeah, it's quite awkward when he kind of comes up and is like, he, he, like, he literally pulls out a wad of cash and starts mm. waving it around the place and everyone's kind of like, now your grand thanks. Yeah. <laughs> like, no one really likes him. No. And it's hard to feel bad for him when he was such a shithead to That's Enid. Thing, so it's yeah. like, whatever, Ronnie, get the fuck out of here. Don't care. But yeah. we're told he has sapphire blue eyes because even the unpopular kids in Tweet are hot. They just sparkle like crazy, you guys. <laughs> Can't help it. And even as you say, like they're they're all a bit you know, your grand. Yeah. He just keeps pushing it. He's like, no, yeah, no, buy anything you like. It's, it's kind of uncomfortable. Yeah. yeah. Money's no object, he says. And he literally gets out a wad of cash. Yeah. Loads of money stuff. 
And he's like, oh, I got a good deal on a Mustang convertible and I had a bit of cash left over. And, uh, of course, this action does not go unnoticed. Mm. Because who should be nearby? (laughs) Well, there's three surly looking guys at the counter. Uh, They're too old to be high school students, apparently. And they've got sunglasses, beard stubble and leather jackets. So they are definitely bad news. Like, no question about it. But also the Dairy Burger is such a high school kid hangout. It sounds like an adult hanging out there is definitely a pervert of some sort. It's like, what are you doing here? Get out. That's literally when I say, what are they doing on TV? (laughs) Are you drinking milkshakes? Is it? Get the fuck out of here. Go to the shady lady, for God's sake. Or at least Kelly's. Like, come on. It's only down the road. I'm sure somebody will kidnap you and take you there. hijack a car and get there it'll be fine <laughs> well maybe that's what they had in mind because uh, they, they turn up in a second uh, but first of all Wani claims that he's earned his his riches and Lila it's quite funny says something like oh what have you been doing like mowing lawns since you were two <laughs> but he's like oh I got connections and yeah, Jess is sort of pushing him but Jeffrey looks we're told disgusted and, and goes to the counter like he can't bear to hear this it's yeah. like I don't know what set him off he doesn't know anything about Ronnie. Yeah, like, a look of disgust crosses, crosses Jeffrey's face. Yeah, it's like, it's okay, I don't know. Like Ronnie was being a bit brash, but I wouldn't, yeah. have, I don't think he, It's not like he's being offensive or yeah, anything. I mean, this, Jeffrey has gone to parties with Bruce Batman. Like, True. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I wouldn't be so quick to climb up on that high horse, Jeffrey. Yeah, exactly. Um, but uh, even Ronnie and Liz are both noticed, Jeffrey walking away, and mm. Ronnie is like, oh, did I say something wrong? Yeah. But then, the goons come along. Goons. Buddy <laughs> is the stupidest person on earth. Uh, because can you tell what happens next? Yeah, so the <laughs> goon won uh, <laughs> with his gravelly voice. Like, definitely no good news. Um, yeah, he kind of comes up to him and says, oh, did you say you'd a Mustang convertible? Um, and he's like, oh, I haven't seen the new model. Is that the one you have? I really want to see it. And it's like, okay. Um, mm. But yeah, they kind of... Um, yeah, Ronnie's like, yeah, I'll, I'll bring it outside to this dark car park and show you my car, stranger. Like, what, what could Why possibly go wrong? This? It's just ridiculous. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, Enid rightly says, this is weird. Then she just walks off. Yeah, yeah well, I, she's, Enid probably isn't that invested in what oh, happens to Ronnie true. either because, again, fuck that guy. I know. And, and Enid hates every single other person at this table. True. Right, Liz, so, yeah. fair enough. Okay, yeah. you do you, Enid. Yeah. I'm on your side. Can't be mad at her for that. <laughs> and uh, Liz rightly thinks, okay, something is, this is not, this is not quite right. And so she goes to Jeffrey at the, who's at the counter where he's having some tedious bants about the match with his pals <laughs> she's like oh, I'm worried about Ronnie oh yeah because he's gone outside now with this one guy but yeah. the other two have kind of followed in the meantime oh, and it's all right. very obvious <laughs> yes I mean it was obvious the minute the goon came up but I suppose at least somebody's keeping an eye out for Ronnie and his I guess. ridiculousness so yeah Bro- Ronnie goes is outside with Bruno for he is good one <laughs> and he's like oh come come around the back of the dairy burger see <laughs> <laughs> I left my Lamborghini there oh god and Ronnie's like oh this is I'm living the life now chatting about cars with goods and he mentally thanks somebody called Big Al oh <laughs> he's bad news or not for us Ronnie yes he's great news for us oh god yeah he is he is the highlight of this book by a long long way and we get a little bit of backstory about Ronnie his mother left the family and him. it's just been him and his dad and they're mm. not getting on too well but then he met Big Al who's a cut through through his dad's grocery store or something yeah he met uh, through a customer at his dad's shop oh, okay. um, so Al's a bookie <gasps> 
and bad reputation. Yeah. And turned out that Ronnie started betting on high school matches and he's on a winning streak. And Al has become a sort of a mentor figure, an uncle, if you will. Yeah, it's like soon Al will become an uncle to him, letting him bet on credit, lending mm. him the car. Because it turns out, obviously, Ronnie has not bought a Mustang convertible. Cash. No. This is Al's car that he's driving around and in. Yeah. Cash that he's flashing. Yeah. So, of course, the goons advance on Ronnie, who <laughs> belatedly realises that maybe going around the back of it. Yeah, it's like, oh, I'm in around a load of bins. This is not good. <laughs> <laughs> and of course, Jeffrey, with his athletic stride, reaches the, the, back, of, the back alley just as the goons start to rough Ronnie up. And Ronnie's like trying to give them money, but to no avail. And then Jeffrey is all, three against one isn't fair. <laughs> I also find it hard to believe that like one like what blondie football player as in not even American football because yeah. those are big dudes like a, he's a soccer player like, yeah. <laughs> and he's oh. what 16 oh my but God. he scares off three grown goons unlikely hilarious <laughs> like Jeffrey as the other goons grunted their approval Jeffrey shook his head and laughed I'm really worried he said his eyes didn't waver an inch from Bruno's as he walked closer listen tough guy if you want to take him on you're going to have to include me and the fun oh. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> what happens in the alley stays mm, in the alley I guess so it's all kicking off by the bins lads <laughs> well that is the uh, erotic oh god it location. is <laughs> it's um, somehow they, Bruno doesn't go okay Grant there's still yeah. going to be three against two you're, you're a not... child this is fine <laughs> but no apparently um, Bruno takes a tentative step backwards and says, you're asking for trouble. How do I know you're so tough? Jeffrey's hand suddenly shot up and grabbed the collar of Bruno's leather jacket. Try me, he said, through gritted teeth. And they all run away. They literally all run it's off. the stupidest thing I've ever it's read in my life. Dumb. <laughs> I've read all of these books. It's like all this time Jeffrey's been eight foot tall and we just never knew. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, Ronnie is awestruck by his saviour. And he's like, oh, people think I'm tough. Do they? Mm, don't think they do. Mm. Uh, but he just goes to pieces in a fight. Um, and as my notes say, he was just being a dick and a bully to people in the frat like three books ago. Very true. Yeah, that's it. Because yeah, it was uh, when somebody threatens me, I'm a basket case. People think I'm so tough, but I can't even talk tough, let alone hurt anyone. You were literally shoving people in lockers like yeah. five books and ago. And he had no problem fucking physically threatening his 15 year old girlfriend yeah. <laughs> back in book two. So what the fuck, Ronnie Edwards? I know. Um, but uh, anyway, apparently now he's like this sort of loud talking wuss. I don't know. And sorry, now my computer is making ringing bells. Out of <laughs> Technology has just turned against us completely really in this episode. Has. Cursed, <laughs> cursed, I tell you. So Ronnie tries to pay Je- Jeffrey off with some cash. Mm. But Jeffrey refuses. He's not having it, yeah. No, and he conveniently remembers seeing Ronnie hanging out with some dodgy dude near the playing fields. Uh-huh. And he's heard this guy's gambler. This is again one of these things where somebody's like, I suddenly remember all this stuff. Yeah, <laughs> all this relevant information has suddenly just come into my head. <laughs> <laughs> and I will think it in great detail for mm. a while. And of course, Detective Jeffrey realises that this gambling person is the source of Roddy's riches. And he's never taken dirty money. The thought turns his stomach. Oh my God. He hates gambling in all its, its forms. And Ronnie, of course, is sort of fawning all over him. And Jeffrey feels sorry for this tragic, friendless fool. He's quite pathetic, like in this book. Oh, he is. He is tragic. Yeah, it's true. Um, Yeah, we're told that Ronnie, like, tries too hard to be friends with people Mm. and uh, alienates them with his aggressive manner. And, uh, you know, again, he's part of the fraternity. (laughs) 
yeah. they do mention yeah. this later but when I was reading the book and making notes I was mm. like what the fuck they make him sound like a friendless loser and it's like he is literally in this fucking exclusive fraternity that people like with Bruce vie. Patman and fucking Winston and whatever like yeah, yeah. That, that people vie to get to in to get into it's yeah. ludicrous um, well anyway uh, yeah Jeffrey feels sorry for him and thinks maybe if people were nicer to him he wouldn't try to you know buy people's friendships and mm. it's like I'll buy you an ice cream soda Cut to Monday in the cafeteria. And again, Liz is hanging out with Jessica and her friends. Why? <laughs> with your own friends. <laughs> oh, all her friends are busy. Um, like they're all doing like Oracle stuff or whatever. Oh, oh yeah, uh, they are. All right, fine. Um, and Jessica is going on about her stupid earrings. Because uh, Kara's wearing a pair. <laughs> and Kara's like, they're original Wakefield. <laughs> and Liz doesn't like them. And Jess is, uh, realizes that Liz is humoring her. And it's like, well, AJ loves them. No. It's like, does he? <laughs> Yeah, she's like, they're really uh, unusual, Jess. <laughs> but it's also like, considering how scandalised both girls were by like Ned wearing a purple tie a few books ago, it's like, how wild can they really be? <laughs> I know, yeah, they're probably like a circle. Like. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but anyway, Jessica has big plans for them because she's got a meeting. Where could it be? Oh, uh, oh, what's it called? Is it Treasure Island? Yes. Treasure Island, love it. How is it not the jewellery shop? I know. <laughs> She was a tried there and they were like, no, you're grand. Yeah. <laughs> I'll try Treasure Island instead. Yeah. Arr, me hearties. <laughs> so she's, uh, yeah, she's she's about to go on her full spiel when Jeffrey arrives with Ronnie. And um, Ronnie's like, oh, you know, sorry that I kept Jeffrey over lunch. And Liz is so rude to him that <laughs> he's like, okay, I'll just go. However, I I know it's she's being kind of shitty, but I also kind of relate because I I love a good grudge. Yeah, and like I hold grudges it's, for people. Like yeah, if my friend too. has been wronged by someone, I still hold a grudge against that person, yeah. even though they've gotten over it. I'm like I don't fucking remember what that fucker did. Yes. <laughs> I'm watching you, eyes. I know you, motherfucker. <laughs> yeah, so people who fucked over your friends. Yeah, be big fan like, of a grudge. <laughs> so actually, I can't blame her. Yeah, and then. Yeah, Jeffrey or Jessica asks Ronnie, hang on, would you, what do you think of these earrings? Would you buy them for your girlfriend? It's like, everyone knows Ronnie's had, Ronnie hadn't had a girlfriend for ages. Why is he suddenly this sad sack? I know. By the way, not that there's nothing wrong with the not having had a girlfriend no, for ages. We're talking about Sweet Valley terms. Yeah, well He's true. sort of being presented by, as this tragic loser. Yeah. Loser. And it's just not. It's not really the case. No. <laughs> up to now, anyway. And, uh, Jessica's like, oh, if only I had an investor to fund all the materials I need to make my creations. Mm. And she's dropping so many hints. And Ronnie clearly just wants to get away and get his lunch before the cafeteria closes. <laughs> she's like, oh, I, I just need a risk taker. And he says basically that he will if she really needs him. Like maybe she could give him some. Or she could, he, he could give her some. He'll, yeah, he'll, he'll front. Uh, yeah, because she kind of says. Uh, that she'd need about $500 and Ronnie laughs and he's like I thought you were talking about big money like one or two grand and I was like what the fuck lad <laughs> how much is Big Al giving him I know but yeah she, he says that he can afford to count over a grand yeah really Ronnie come okay. on now. come on now yeah. and then Ronnie settles down with his lunch next to them and Liz is pissed off that Jeffrey is just hanging out with Ronnie who apparently again we're mm. told is hated by all again <laughs> he's in a fucking fraternity that people practically kill how did he get in exactly <laughs> and uh, later she gives out about him to Jeffrey and Jeffrey says look okay Ronnie has decided that we're friends I can't I yeah, well, I don't really have the heart to tell him no. Mm. And actually, he does tell Elizabeth that she sounds a bit more like Jessica than herself. <laughs> Fantastic. 
not totally wrong. Yeah. And uh, yeah, uh, Liz reminds reminds Jeffrey about how what a dick Ronnie was yeah. to Enid. And again, fair enough. Fair, like yeah. And they they sort of smooth things over, but she still wishes that Ronnie would stay away. Mm. Precious Jeffrey. Mm, Ronnie's trouble. He is. And Jeffrey's in trouble Uh-oh. in chemistry class. Oh no! Because apparently he's not doing well, and he needs to get a C to stay in the football team yeah. for some reason. I guess they keep doing yeah, this. They've done this before with mm. Ken, wasn't it? And the true. in the American football it's when team. he cheated. Yeah. Oh, so dummy Ken. <laughs> See how we felt. Sorry for Ken. I know. Really care I- about Jeffrey. <laughs> It turns out that they have a big chemistry test the day before the match on Saturday. Oh, yeah. And Mr. Russo, by the way, this is all proving Mr. Hanlon's points about sports and Sweet Valley High. Being obsessed with uh, sports, yeah. Yeah, because can you tell us what Mr. Russo does to facilitate these (laughs) jocks? That's right. So it's the... There's a big match on the Saturday, so mm. this is like some final, final thing that they have to do uh, against Big Mesa, I think. And um, yeah, so the, the test is meant to be on Friday, but it's like it's going to be right before practice, or like it's yeah. like they're not going to be able to concentrate on it. It's very ju- so they kind of yeah. So like some of this. the um, yes, yeah, the day before the biggest game of the year, and everyone's like fuck. So some last of the players, class, oh no. Yeah, some of the players are like, can we take it at lunchtime on Friday instead? And I was like. It's not a massive difference. No. Like, <laughs> why? <laughs> but what they difference would it make? But eventually they wear him down and he's like, yeah, okay, fine. I trust you not to like tell everyone what What's the fucking the questions are. <laughs> but it's like a really glaring example of the football players being given preferential treatment because they're going to take the test early so it doesn't mess with their practice. And it's like, ah, come on. Now. It's, it's the Sweet Valley way. Sports yeah. uh, get precedence. And Ronnie approaches Jeffrey on his way to practice later and of course there's more boring sports talk <laughs> and then he he asks Jeffrey to lend him some cash oh god and not just a little bit of cash like at least 50 or a hundred well he initially says 100 yeah and then he's like okay 50 he's like all I need is say 100 bucks like who the fuck is 100 grid lying around when they're 16 I know. let alone right now I know. <laughs> and like somebody said they want to just borrow 100 quid now yeah like, <laughs> What? Why? What? Is this like to pay your rent or something? Because yeah. yeah. if it's not. Um, so Jeffrey understandably says this is a bit odd. And yeah. Ronnie says he has to urgently pay business contacts mm. in LA. Uh-oh. And then Ronnie admits the truth. It's debt to Big Al. Oh, God. And it's not just 50 or 100 bucks. It's two grand. Yeah, fucking he's in the hole for two grand because this is the thing. Uh, Big Al obviously was letting him bet on credit and now it's like time to pay up basically. Yeah, so, pay the oh piper. Shit. Or pay the OTG. <laughs> so he's trying to basically just ask for bits from all his different friends. Yeah. And Jeffrey's like, okay, look, I have 25 bucks. You can have it, but just you have to stop this. Yeah. Like, this is crazy. Just stop gambling. This mm-hmm. has to be it. And Ronnie's like, oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, this will be it. Just after I pay this last... This last... Uh, debt. Debt. Or whatever. Yeah. Uh, meanwhile, Jessica is arriving at the mall, all dressed up. She sure is. But that outfit, I'm sure we'll wait till Yeah, the we'll end. hang on to that one. <laughs> and she's so confident, she's convinced she could sell vacation land in Siberia. <laughs> and then she presents the wear, her wares to the manager... Miss Lucier. Mm. Ooh la la. She sounds fancy. Yeah. Well, she's not impressed until <laughs> Jessica's 
plants turn up. Amazing. <laughs> Who are the plants, Karen? So Lila, uh, is it Lila and Kara? It is. Yeah, or no, Lila oh, and Amy. Amy. Sorry, but Lila sweeps up and she's like, oh my God, these earrings, they're amazing. Is this the last pair? I must have them. <laughs> and it's another example of Lila being a great friend. I know, <laughs> like, she is a good friend. Like when she's on form, she's fucking great. That's why we love her, despite <laughs> ourselves, despite her better judgment. That's it. She kind of reels us in with this and now she'll be a fucking bitch in a few books time and we'll later. <laughs> then she'll like dress up in her princess I had a wig and, and all is forgiven oh, again we're so weak when it comes to Lila <laughs> so it works on Miss Luthier because she assures them she can order some of the, some of these uh, earrings into the store mm-hmm. Jessica is delighted she's in business um, then Ronnie arrives at a Pi Epsilon meeting that's right they remembered he's in the he's fraternity, in fraternity. <laughs> yeah and uh, he ponders the fact that this is the first time he's arrived at the Patman mansion and he hasn't felt like an outsider I 100% do not buy he felt like an outsider when he was tormenting pledges at those like, parties yeah. like he just didn't he just didn't Kate Willis no, <laughs> we're just not buying it <laughs> um, and he's like oh my split level ranch house that I live in is a mere shack in comparison <laughs> and that reminds him of his dad who was horrified that he's panning, panning around with Big Al his dad knows about this mm. which I find a bit weird yeah I don't, they do kind of say that they have a strange relationship at the minute though so I guess true I true so Ronnie goes in and greets Winston uh, who he thinks is an easy mark but of course Winston does not have money to spare no. and when Bruce hears Ronnie needs some cash he's makes some jibe about his his uh, supposed riches uh, and basically nobody there will help him yeah and he's like some brothers they are <laughs> it's like what you just turned up and started asking like five people I for know. 50 quid each it's, out of nowhere it's like come on dude it's weird and apart from Bruce who was a prick <laughs> none of them have money why yeah, would they <laughs> like this would be nothing to Bruce but obviously he's not going to give money Ever. money because it's Bruce like he's an yeah. asshole <laughs> Well, uh, that's his last his last chance gone, so mm. he has to call none other than Big Al. <laughs> and the call is amazing. <laughs> yeah, a voice <laughs> on the other end barked. This is Small Fry calling Big Al. He's got a code name, you guys. He's got a code name. <laughs> and it's Small Fry. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, slapping my thigh with joy. So good. You got the money, kid, the voice demanded. Ronnie tried to sound cheerful. <gasps> Big Al, hey, I didn't recognize your voice at first. Since when are you picking up your own phone? Cut the small talk. I asked you a question. <laughs> and Ronnie tries to make his excuses. Then <laughs> Big Al says, Look, I ain't impressed by the five dollar words. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I want it straight. Are you telling me you don't got it? Oh my you God. don't got it. Fantastic. And uh, yeah, basically Ronnie tells Big Al, he only has $25. Mm. <laughs> Does not go down well. <laughs> no, Big Al's enraged. <laughs> I'm a patient man, small fry. <laughs> it takes a lot to get me rattled. But you know what? You want to be kissing the ground, kid. Because if I were right there this minute... You would be wallpaper. <laughs> wallpaper so good. I love you, Big Al. Oh, Big Al. <laughs> You're the best. <laughs> oh, my God. He's the greatest character who's ever been. <laughs> the greatest Sweet Valley creation of all time. <laughs> 
about uh, Roddy isn't as positively <laughs> feeling as positive towards him as we are. <laughs> so he, he says, look, is there anything I can do? I'll make it up to you some other way. And there's a chilling silence on the phone. Uh-oh. And then Big Al has a response. <laughs> You're in luck, small fry. In fact, right now, you are the luckiest twerp in California. I'm sounding straight out of, like, Guys and Dolls. Like a nicely, nicely Johnson over here. <laughs> Society Max. Lil Isidore. Big Al chuckled. I just thought of a way for you to make this up to me, kid. But I don't think you're gonna like it. <laughs> of course he's not. <laughs> no. And then Big Al tells him, and we don't hear what the story is, mm. but we just hear, see Ronnie's thoughts. It was impossible. Insane. Uh-oh. But Ronnie doesn't have a choice. No, he doesn't. He's in deep. Oh, he certainly is. <laughs> and it serves him right, quite frankly. I mean, yeah. It really does. <laughs> oh, God, Lord. So, uh, yeah, that's Ronnie's in in massive amount of trouble. Um, but uh, Jessica is on top of the world. <laughs> She's having a great time. <laughs> She's got a meeting with Ms. Lussier. Yeah. And when she, when she walks into the shop, she sees a help wanted ad and she's sure that they put up a help wanted ad because they think there's going to be so much demand for her jewels. Oh, yes. The They're increased, increased demand stuff. for the Wakefield line. <laughs> <laughs> so it turns out all eight pairs of earrings that she gave Ms. Lussier sold. Great. And of course, Je- Jessica goes immediately into a reverie where she's like, oh, I'm sure they'll have an old display case with my name on it in yeah. about a week. <laughs> yeah. Barely listening to what's going on. Um, so Ms. Lussier say they want to be the one who gave a bright young designer her start. Do any of them point out she's in school? Like, yeah. it's not like she isn't really an entrepreneur. I mean, I guess you could be at you that age. Be. Yeah, it's Not true. just in a transition year project. <laughs> Still. So uh, anyway, she wants to make a big order. But Jessica, of course, uh, doesn't have anything to give her. That's so. it. She's kind of given her, I think, everything that she had made up yeah. to that point. So now Mrs. Lucia is like, I'll take whatever you have. Like, I, I, I need them, basically, because they are selling. And Jessica blusters and sort of bluffs and says, uh, yes, I'll, I'll bring in all my reserves. Do we have a deal? Mm. And they do. <laughs> so I don't know, Jessica, you have bitten off more than you can chew. Of course, <laughs> this proves to be true. As usual, yeah. Cut to the to football practice, soccer practice in Sweet Valley, where Ronnie tells Jeff all about Big Al. He's like, it was like something out of a bad movie. It's like, uh, I think you mean an amazing movie, Ronnie. How dare you? <laughs> One that we wish we were yeah. watching instead yeah. of reading this ridiculous book. Um, yeah. Uh, so it turns out the Big Al doesn't just take bets on, you know, on whether someone wins or loses, mm. but on the actual score difference. Yeah. And we're told this week, Valley usually score at least four goals per match. Fucking hell. That's a pretty high count for... It's extraordinary. Like, yeah, that's like Premier four League goals. teams don't score yeah. four, four goals a match. match. Like, come on. It's ridiculous. But uh, yeah, um, he wants to... Big Al wants to make sure that this final on Saturday, they only score two. Mm. And Jeffrey is outraged. Yeah, so it's not quite throwing the game. No. But it's like... Only winning, winning by, by a certain amount, which nearly sounds harder than either Way winning or losing. Like. <laughs> also, how is Jeffrey meant to be able to control this? Like know, he's yeah. not. Especially, he sounds like a mediocre fucking player. Oh, right? Judging by the start, it's like fucking reliable old Jeffrey is still there. <laughs> the old workhorse. Yeah. <laughs> 
Um, well, apparently this, as far as Jeff, both Jeffrey and Ronnie are concerned, mm. this is all in Jeffrey's power to uh, to, to make control. it happen somehow. Yeah. But anyway, he's not going to do it. And Ronnie's like, you don't understand. They will literally kill me. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Jeffrey's properly disgusted by this. Yeah. Like, yeah. And he doesn't take it seriously. No. So when he, he hangs out with Liz later, Liz gives him a lift home, he's all distracted and he says he's, he pretends it's about the test and he's, yeah, he sort of he mentions, oh, I think Ronnie's going to ring me and distract me from my studies. And it's like, why the fuck do you care about Ronnie? And they kind of have a bit of a fight about it. A little bit, yeah. And Liz is upset that Ronnie is. Come between them. Cut to the locker room where Coach Horner, who coaches every sport. <laughs> this poor guy is run fucking ragged. It's like athletics, <laughs> American football, yep. soccer, yep. basketball. Who, you name it, he coaches He's it. all over it. And he's telling them that they can't get cocky just because Jack Everly who was apparently the star of the other team and he's injured so right? yes this looks like it's going to be some sort of point like story point they don't really do anything it's, it. yeah it's not really it's kind of like oh is Jack Everly going to play or not I'm like oh, who cares is he? <laughs> that's, oh, that's yeah. very mentioned again for the yeah. actual match so of course Jeffrey's all distracted yes. he's still worried about Roddy um, and I suppose, I mean if it wasn't Jeffrey and it wasn't such a boring storyline it would be it's kind of realistic because he doesn't like Ronnie and he really hates the idea of fixing a game yes. which is such it is fixing it even if it's not throwing it but he is genuinely worried about Ronnie and he's like surely Ronnie's life is more important than a high school football game yeah. true yeah so even stupid Ronnie I guess <laughs> don't have to die begrudgingly admit that he probably shouldn't die <laughs> yeah. well you know rough him up a bit yes die <laughs> I know. And there's so much boring it, football nonsense. And it's not even football nonsense by somebody who knows about football. True. <laughs> it's like somebody looking at the late 80s equivalent of Wikipedia. I was going to say, it's like they just pulled out an Encyclopedia Britannica or something yeah. and just fucking had a go. I don't know, man. Score, ball, foot, dribble. <laughs> so he realised it's putting him off his game. Yeah, he's playing shit. Mm, well, probably not just trudging up and down <laughs> as usual cut to the Casadel Wakefield where Jessica tells Alice about her earring scheme and it's year, assures her it isn't another tofu, tofu glow love a little tofu glow callback there's a lot of callback so in this good. book actually yeah. fair play and a reminder of course that Alice is like the twin sister and Jessica assures her that she's learned from her mistakes and tries to sort of manipulate and of course successfully manipulates Alice going like didn't you ever make mistakes come Alice? on Alice <laughs> Jesus, you are all such saps when it comes to Jessica. Like Jessica, Jessica literally talks Alice into handing over her credit card. <laughs> oh like, my god! You know what your daughter is like. She has form in this kind of thing, and it never ends well. Well, she initially <laughs> says she just needs two hundred bucks. Yes, and she's going to get that, and then she runs off to make the the you know this the order over the phone yeah. and it turns out that you sort of have to order from it's a wholesaler yeah well it's a wholesaler like, so it makes more or you know you're saving money by ordering more type of thing which obviously is the, the yeah <laughs> but when she gets you know when the wholesaler tells her you know what she'll need and what yeah. it will cost it's $900 oh, Jesus Christ. and they won't take it in installments mm. yeah it's basically cash or credit and that's it like yeah so she decides that she's got to borrow off Roddy and pay cash yeah but on Friday morning, Ronnie is running late. His dad is getting worried about him hanging out with Big Al. And uh, he's he's wondering like maybe if he should approach any other players. But then he notices something. Something's happening behind him. Oh, Something's there's a following, following him. <gasps> yeah. 
I think at first he thinks it's an unmarked police car. It's a silver Lincoln Continental. Yes. Mm. But then he realises that the car has sort of stopped just behind him. Mm-hmm. So he drive when he arrives at school and he, so he just keeps driving and so does the car. Uh-oh. And then what he takes the wrong exit off the freeway or something. Yeah, he's kind of panicking. So he's he takes an exit that kind of leads him towards the beach, which is kind of a dead end, I think. Yeah, and it's the road that literally goes to the beach. Yeah. And he gets out of the car and tries to run away, but um, he's chased. No. By a goon. A goon, another goon. It's a goon heavy book. <laughs> too many goons, too many goons. <laughs> Too many goons, too many goons. Um, But the goon is, of course, hilarious and says things like, I wouldn't suggest trying to call for help. It could be dangerous to your health. Ooh. (laughs) He kind of drags him off to, like, underneath a boardwalk. It's all very suitably shady. Oh, so shady. And... uh, he then Roddy tries to sort of talk his way out of it, but then the goon punches him in the tummy. Yeah. And says, It's a friendly message from your Uncle Al. Oh dear. Not good. It's a sample of what will happen if you don't make good. <gasps> good lord. Yeah, he's in for it now. Know, well, and good enough for him. <laughs> so again, I don't want him to die. No. But <laughs> getting slapped in the stomach we're yeah. okay with. <laughs> Enid, don't for Enid. Do it for Enid. Yeah. Speaking of Enid, she's back in the cafeteria with Liz. Um, and again, they're at a table with Jessica and Co. <laughs> you and don't have to sit with her, lads. <laughs> I know. It's, uh, yeah, Enid is rolling her eyes. And yeah. Olivia says something like, oh, look, her friends are just trying to support her. And um, Enid says, it must be tough. I'm sure it's hard enough just supporting those earrings. <laughs> Enid's on fire in this book. I, I like it. <laughs> But of course, Liz, the sap, admires Jessica's enthusiasm. And Mm. Jessica brags about how much, uh, you know, how many earrings she's going to sell. And basically, she's she's got very cocky. She's moving into necklaces and everything now. Oh, God, yeah. She's going to have an empire. Wakefield line. (laughs) But then she sees Ronnie and is like, oh, great. Can I get the money off you? And... um, Yeah, he he runs off because he's looking for Jeffrey. Uh Uh-oh. And then he goes buck wild. Oh, God. He tur- uh, Roddy, I mean, because cut to Jeffrey, who's in the exam, freaking out because he's not doing that well. And then Roddy basically tries to like fight his way into the classroom. It's so ridiculous. <laughs> but yeah, so this is obviously the lunchtime test that all the football players are taking. Yes. And Ronnie's just outside, like shrieking that he needs to see <laughs> Jeffrey. And it's like, Ronnie, cool your fucking jets. Like, you can't go in. Yes. And Jeffrey is not going to help you when no. you're like interrupting him and doing an exam. And of course, it puts Jeffrey totally off. Um, and when he finally gets out of it, he's absolutely furious. And Ronnie is all like, hey, Jeff. And Jeffrey says, it's Jeffrey. Oh, no one calls me Jeff. And uh, he's like, and you know that if you've never talked to me before like this week. Fair enough. Yeah. That is, you know, not wrong. And Ronnie is like literally shrieking after him. Like people are going, oh, I think you better talk to him, man. Like, yeah. yeah. And then Jeffrey looks back at him and notices something. Um, it's Ronnie's shoes. Oh, they're all sandy. Yes. Mm, suspicious. Something's wrong and his trousers are all wet. I thought he was going to think that he'd wet himself. Oh. No. <laughs> it hasn't come to that just yet. It's not that bad, yeah. So he agrees to talk to him and uh, Ronnie reveals, yes, he was on the beach being a punching bag for one of Big Al's goons and he actually says goons. Yeah. <laughs> And Jeffrey realises, okay, shit, this is serious. Yeah, he actually is in some physical danger here. 
Yeah, and Ronnie does say, look, I hate doing this, but I am terrified. Like, please help me. Yeah. And, you know, like, I I really don't have a choice. And Jeffrey agrees to do it. Yeah, like, he is pretty conflicted about it because I think, yeah, like, letting his teammates down is obviously not something Mm. he wants to do. And he just feels like, this is really shit and I don't want to be in this position. Yeah. It actually is a bad position for him to be in. Because, mm. I mean, really, you wouldn't want Ronnie's death in your conscience or even him getting beaten up. I know, Not yeah. Life. Yeah. And, of course, Jess is looking for Ronnie, too, because mm-hmm. she's trying to find him uh, to get her cash. And she um, she reminds him of the loan offer in such a cack-handed way. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, just spit it out, Jess. Jesus. So, like, oh, yes, I, uh, I really need some money. Like, didn't you? say something I mean you're probably joking maybe you weren't and he's like I don't have it and if I did I wouldn't give it to you oh god yeah it's basically the scene from the cover of the book oh it is yeah yeah exactly now it all makes sense (laughs) and Jessica is starting to panic because she really needs this Um, yeah like she's placed her order with the the wholesaler now so she needs to go pick it up or it's like and also like the Treasure Island lady is waiting on these new earrings. Yeah. yeah. She needs to make them as well uh-huh. as buying yeah, all the stuff. Exactly. Like, that's going to take some time and work. Exactly. <laughs> so Liz arrives at the Oracle where Penny says the sports page needs to take up some of her column space because John Pfeiffer mm, has a radiant grin on his face as he outlines tedious plans for the, for the page. <laughs> and Liz is like, oh, grand. And John is all hot, is, is just bouncing all over the place and Penny's like he's in love and uh, yeah uh, he is as it turns out and that's gonna cast a long shadow (laughs) (laughs) so weary at the thought of him (laughs) so at the Casa del Wakefield Prince Albert comes out to play with Jessica and again she dismisses him. She rejects her little puppy. It's <laughs> so mean. We love you, Prince Albert. He drops the ball next to her and looks up expectantly, wagging his tail. And she's like, not now, Prince Albert. And he wanders away looking dejected. Oh. Somebody save Prince Albert <laughs> from this terrible house. <laughs> Poor puppy. We'll take you with Prince oh. Albert. <laughs> so uh, Liz, Jess finds Alice and you think that she's going to like she's being honest because she says look you need to forget the loan and you think oh my god wow she's actually doing the right thing but no <laughs> she's uh, it's it's all like a little manipulative plan to get Alice to give her her credit card and Alice because she's an absolute <laughs> plank yeah gives it to her hands it over. but also Alice had said to her that uh, the treasure island lady rang looking for her and to give her a call back Oh, and Jessica yeah, just did. kind of doesn't. Like, she's like, no, nah, I'll just make the things. Oh, the she's ground. probably just, you know, like, confirming my vast order. Yeah. So, yeah, now she's got a credit card. But, um, and of course, she doesn't feel guilty about it. She just goes <laughs> off and gets her materials. And then remembers that she has to actually make all the earrings. Well. Yeah. yeah. About time. That's it. Because she's like, any hope of a fun, relaxing weekend? I've just gone up and smoke. And it's like, well, you're always going to have to make them. Yeah, like, what's she think this was, how, yeah. how is this going to work? You can't just hand the woman a bag of beads and be like, there you go. <laughs> Do it yourself. <laughs> yeah. Have fun. Uh, so John and Liz arrive at the football pitch where all the gang are there watching the football practice because there's nothing better to do, apparently. <laughs> and Liz notices this Bernie man with a cigar. Oh my God, he's here. <laughs> Who could it be, Karen? He's a heavy set man leaning against a long <gasps> silver sedan smoking a cigar. Yay, yay, he is. He's waving the cigar in the air and talking to someone. Liz can't tell who it is. She thinks it's one of the players' fathers. 
Yeah, um, she assumes he's like a grown up who's there for a reason. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then there's all this sports stuff, and it's so boring. My brain just <laughs> just glazed just over. Literally <laughs> tunes out. Don't care about football. <laughs> and Aaron sets up some play that he and Jeffrey always do, which you would think their opponents would know about. Like, I know. Yeah, it's they like, have like a stick. we've got this one move that we do every time. It's like okay, anybody would. So somebody's going to come along and intercept it now. Yeah. <laughs> Job I done. Know. Well, this time Jeffrey doesn't uh, manage doesn't play ball literally because he misses it <laughs> and you know, something is, is obviously wrong and John in the bleachers tells Liz that a big scout cooper from Branford College <laughs> there is always a talent scout yeah, at these things it is so game. funny oh my god it was like when what's her face was diving Robin yes yeah talent scout. scout there was uh, Dee Dee Gordon's dad who was like a <gasps> casting movie agent. guy yeah True. for the play there's always a talent scout yeah. lurking in the fucking bleachers <laughs> at these things well uh, yeah he's coming to the big match apparently uh, on Saturday and Jeffrey doesn't even know about it yet and John because he's a fount of exposition Mm-hmm. notices this burly guy with a cigar and reveals it's Big Al <gasps> and John is like I don't know why Al is here because Sweet Valley are obviously going to win and this guy usually only cares about games that he can fix uh oh mm, John why could he possibly be there then possibly? interesting <laughs> <laughs> and then Liz notices who's talking to Big Al who could it be <gasps> it's funny <gasps> it is a shiver runs down, down her spine oh dear and later she sees Ronnie looks scared as Al drives off and she realises something is really wrong. So when she finds Jeffrey, she goes, look, who is Al Ramson? And Jeffrey reveals all. Oh dear. Yeah, he comes clean about the whole thing. And this is like, you can't throw the game. And Jeffrey's like, they are literally going to kill him. Yeah. What is more important? <laughs> yeah. And this is still so against Ronnie that she can't even agree that oh yeah he probably shouldn't be killed I guess he probably shouldn't die over this like <laughs> shouldn't be murdered beaten to death by mm. goons and then she tells him about the scout and Jeffrey when he hears about the scout smiles dreamily you think he might like his initial reaction would be oh shit okay I just said I'd fix this game and the scout is coming but instead oh, he's like Jesus. Oh, amazing. <laughs> I would love to play for Brantford. Yeah. <laughs> Come on, Jeffrey. <laughs> get your fucking head in the game, quite literally. <laughs> so Liz is like, right, we have to get Ronnie out of this mess. Yes. Somehow. Maybe call the police? No. I mean, you would think. <laughs> but no. In fairness, give the police force in Sweet Valley. They do not have the best track record. No, they really don't. Yeah. So it probably doesn't really make much difference. Mm. Uh, meanwhile, at the Casadale Wakefield, Jessica is smiling with pride at her creations. Actually, this is meanwhile, this is the next day. She's been working flat out with Cara and Amy. Um, they've been helping her and she's made loads. And she yeah. can't believe that, you know, she's there working while Liz has gone off to the game. Ha ha ha. Tables have turned. <laughs> yeah. And uh, yeah, she, ha- she had to fight the urge to run after the car. Oh, she- <laughs> Take me with you. <laughs> <laughs> you couldn't believe she was staying at home like some sort of loser. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, she she's sure that she can uh, pay the sell all her wares in a month and pay off the credit card bill yeah. before before it's due. Mm-hmm. And then the phone rings, Uh-oh. and it's uh, it's not so good. Oh dear! <laughs> can you tell us who it is? Yeah, so the Treasure Island lady, the what's her name, Miss Miss Lucier. Lucier. Yeah, I just call her Treasure Island lady. Uh, yeah, Miss Lucier uh, gets back to her and she's like, um, you know, I rang you. So yeah, I think <laughs> Jessica at first is like, I'm so sorry, I didn't return your call. I've just been so busy putting all my pieces together for mm-hmm. you. But uh, it turns out um, 
yeah, things are, are not going so well <laughs> right no. now. Because uh, Ms. Lucy is like, oh, maybe you should hold on to them. They're really lovely. Oh. And I'm sure there's so many other shops that would love to take them. I was like, oh, shit. So apparently the owner came into like a meeting in the shop yesterday mm. and they want to change the store's image, concentrate more on shoes and upscale clothing. So they feel it'll help Treasure Island expand from a small Southern California chain into a more diverse national organization. Whoa. Oh, which sounds great. But uh, yeah, so they're not going to be selling. Uh, they'll be selling jewellery, but on a much more limited mm. basis. They need to get David from Schitt's Creek. They do. <laughs> oh my we God. Have, like, yes. Yes. <laughs> he, could, <laughs> yeah. he could do a job on, on sure Treasure could. Island. Everything black and white. Amazing. Yeah. <laughs> of course. Um, yeah, so basically, uh, they're not going to take Jessica's <gasps> stuff and she's now made shitloads of it. But she <laughs> and she's is, in debt. as ever, following the Sweet Valley tradition, Jess doesn't take no for an answer. Because she says, I'll see you in five minutes. Yeah, yeah. I'll drop off what I have. It's like, oh God. <laughs> So Liz arrives at the playing field with Enid and Hugh uh, and Hugh goes to Big Mesa. They sort of joke about this but remember that was like a big thing. It was kind of a big bone of contention for a while wasn't it? Not anymore. He's hanging out with Sweet Valley lads. Yeah. And Liz is full of beads and she just assumes Ronnie was talking shit and uh, there's Winston and Bill have a Gladiators banner for the from the frat that says "Good luck, Gladiators" for the for the oh, yeah. epsilons or something. And Winston actually says, "Wasn't my idea." <laughs> Winston just leaves the fraternity. I hate to say, it, but I you know. are too good for it. <laughs> yeah, what are you doing there? <laughs> and Liz notices Ronnie arriving, but then the Lincoln Continental that Al was driving. Does he just have one car for all his goons, including him? <laughs> Maybe. They've got some kind of carpooling arrangement. <laughs> yeah. It's not very gangster. But, no, because uh, he's not driving it today, but it pulls up and bundles, someone bundles Ronnie into it. Oh, no. And drives away. Yeah, so I think, is it that Al is there now, but this car has taken Ronnie off? Yes. Yeah. Are we still even there? Well, this is a goon who takes him anyway. Okay. And uh, Liz realises Ronnie's in danger, so jumps into her car and drives off in hot pursuit. Yeah. On the pitch, of course, Jeffrey is trying to warm up, but he's all distracted. He can't even kick the ball into an empty goal. <laughs> does not bode well. <laughs> oh, even I could do that, for fuck's sake. I know, yeah. Um, and he's looking out for Liz and he can't see her in the crowd, oh, no. but he can see somebody. It's Big Al. Uh-oh. He's there. <laughs> and then a fucking telegram arrives. Oh, like, my God. Is it news like... from the front lines in France? <laughs> And it gets better. So funny. It gets better because he thinks, he pretends to everybody that it's a good luck message from, from Liz. From Liz, Who yeah. would sort of send a telegram. Fucking telegram? What? Did she time travel? <laughs> but it's not from Liz. It sure isn't. Can you read it? All in caps, of course, because, you know, telegram. Of course. French. If you want to see your little pal again, just make sure you don't play your best today. Big Al. <laughs> signed it. Big Al. It's fucking brilliant. Not to be confused with the smaller Al. No. Or small fry. <laughs> so, uh, meanwhile, Liz has followed the car into some dingy area full of warehouses that we're told she's only ever been in this area when she and Ned went to the actual dump. Jesus. So it's near the dump. Resetting the scene here. Yeah, yeah and it's full of like abandoned buildings. Abandoned factory buildings. Like Post apocalyptic. Okay. And there's an abandoned diner. And the goon is taking Ronnie into it. 
And then Liz peeps in through the window and sees the goon hold up an actual noose. It's so theatrical for like some so small extra. time gangster. It's so funny. Looking for a, a couple of grand off a kid. Like he's brought props around to like wave in front of Ronnie's <laughs> face. It's fantastic. So Liz is like, oh shit. And she backs away and she's like, okay, sensibly, sensibly, she's going to go and find a, a phone box. Yes. Um, but just as she's ringing 911, somebody grabs her and drags her away. Oh. And of course, Jeffrey is back at the match looking out for her. Can't see her anywhere, but he can't see the Bradford scout. He was wearing subtle, a very subtle hat with Bradford oh sewn on. God's sake. He's also got a sandwich board with scout on it. <laughs> <laughs> and a pair of binoculars. I know, yeah. Oh. But back at the diner, the goon, Max, is all, I found your little friend oh and, uh, to Ronnie. And we're told that Liz has, has been in enough dangerous situations to know that showing any fear is a bad idea. Damn, like, right? Yeah, I mean, I think, is this the first time they've actually, like, referenced the fact that, like, she's been, like, kidnapped, held hostage, like, all these things. Uh, they're Saved so ridiculous. kidnapped victims. Like, yeah. oh, for God's sake. Well, yeah. I, well, I suppose it's it's serving her now yeah. because she... She's had practice. Yeah, so she, she sort of holds her nerve. Yeah. And Max is all pissed off that mm. she's not more scared. And we're told, like, obviously he wasn't going to hang anybody well is it that obvious I, I know. he literally had a noose which he just happened to have <laughs> so stupid so <laughs> <laughs> so he, he ties Liz up and, and puts a gag on her and then turns the radio on to listen to the match because the Sweet Valley football match is being broadcast mm-hmm. to the nation for at least sports baby <laughs> uh, well I have seen Friday Night Lights I guess it's probably quite <laughs> and Aaron scores a goal and we're told that Jeffrey is playing really badly with the oh. commentator it's so funny though that it's like no one can play well unless their girlfriend is sitting in the bleachers looking at them. That's true. Or like their, or boyfriend, their boyfriend is there. Yeah. Yeah. They like look out and go, where is he? Oh no, he's not there. It's I'll like, are you good at this thing or not? Like, <laughs> why does it matter if your significant other is there watching like it's you? It's a big stadium. You wouldn't, how, it's not that easy to see. They could be behind you. <laughs> anyway. Um, yeah, Max the goon says, if that French doesn't play ball, He'll pay too. Oh no! <laughs> so Liz manages to get the wiggle, the gag out of her mouth that must have been tied on very poorly. She managed yeah. to get out of it in like a minute without her hands. But she keeps Max talking because she's noticed something behind him. Who could it be? Oh, oh Ronnie has kind of um, is creeping. Yeah, it's like he didn't tie Ronnie up, but no. he did tie Liz up. Why? Well, it makes no sense. So Ronnie's just like wandering around in the background, yeah. I guess. Like, okay. But Liz notices that he's advancing closer towards Max, so she just keeps him talking. Yes. And he's yeah. like babbling his hilarious plans. Like, what's he going to do? He's like, hmm, I might knock out a few teeth and break a few kneecaps. <laughs> or maybe I'll do something a little bit more fun, like tying them back to back and leaving them in the basement here. There's a nice family who's there who'd like to meet them. A family of rats! <laughs> And he laughs at his own joke. Oh, God. Well, I mean, we laugh at our own jokes. Come too. on, Max. Well, yeah, it's true. <laughs> well, I mean, I'll judge him for that. <laughs> oh, dear. But of course, while he's doing all this, Ronnie has managed to pick up a bottle mm-hmm. because the deserted diner is still full of shite. And he whacks Max uh, over the head with it. He sure does. And knocks yeah. out. Of course. Job done. Mm. So they actually do something sensible. They get as far away as they can yeah. before finding a phone box. Yeah. Because they know the Max will probably wake up. 
and they uh, tell all to the cops, which they could have done. A which week is, I mean, they could have avoided all of this. <laughs> all of it. It is ridiculous. <laughs> and the radio, they've got the radio on. They're listening to the the match, and uh, turns out Big Misa are winning two one. Oh, no. And Jeffrey's like, I had to get to Jeffrey b- b- between quarters. Oh, for God's sake. <laughs> <laughs> between quarters would be a perfect time. Yes, yeah, if it was American works. football. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, so she's really worried. And rightly, Roddy apologises for getting her into this mess. And Liz is like, well, I guess you saved my life. And Roddy says, well, I just wanted to improve things for me and my dad. I wish I'd never got anywhere near Big Al. <laughs> and Liz, when they get to the match, wishes up to Coach Horner. And because he respects her reporting oh, skills. This is so like, stupid. <laughs> he goes over and talks to her. And she's like, call the timeout, Coach Horner. And he does. Yeah, she's like, it, would take me too, it would take me too long to explain why. And he just does it. It's like, oh, come on. <laughs> what a Wakefield wants, what a Wakefield gets. She sure does. Yeah. And as she is telling Jeffrey all, we can see Big Al being carried away by oh the cops. Oh, my God. <laughs> they're, all, they're all prompt now. Oh, yeah. They're on, the ball. they're on the ball today. <laughs> and Roddy has to go away to uh, with them to be a witness. Yeah, but you would think Liz would as well, considering she had been tied up and held yeah. captive as well. But oh, no. she's just like, nope, fine. I'm gonna hang out here and watch my boyfriend play football. She's exempt from these <laughs> petty rules. Yeah, and uh, he's clearly relieved it's over, yeah. Roddy, as he's taken away. And now Liz isn't angry with him anymore. And mm-hmm. then uh, Jeffrey whoops with joy, oh. and the Gladiators win. Hooray! Three two. Jeffrey scored the last two goals inexplicably, and everyone goes buck wild. <laughs> and um, yeah, Jeff- Jeffrey has a very tedious fake out about like why every time they say have one of Liz's boyfriends supposed to be making a joke, it is mm. never funny. It's like, oh yes, the coach uh, was talking to the scout and had some something to say to him. And she's like, oh what? Oh, if you don't go to Bradford, you've made a massive mistake. Ha oh. ha ha ha. God, they're so lame. Why is this? Oh, <laughs> I hate them all. Anyway, everything's coming up, Jeffrey. Hooray! And Jess wanders up to them at the Jerry Burger and uh, sell, or wanders up to them in the car park, I guess, and tells them all about Treasure Island and how she's stuck with f- 50 sets of earrings. Oh, God. <laughs> and that's that's kind of it for her. Yeah. Oh, no, it isn't, actually. She's got, quite, uh, yeah. she's got a bit more. Um, so Jeffrey and Liz vow no more secrets and somehow things are better than ever between them. They didn't even think that were possible, but oh, it is. There you go. Ugh. And the Jerry Burger will have to wait because they're going to have to dry hump in the car. <laughs> Watch out, Miller's Point. <laughs> it's like, oh, I can think of something better to do than go to the Jerry yeah, Burger. Jesus. <laughs> Cut to the casa where Ned is rightly losing his shit that they've got 900 quid on their credit card. Fuck. The credit card was declined when he tried to pay for something. Oh, God. <laughs> Disaster. They're not nearly angry enough with her. No. Like, they're just, oh, well, you've, have you learned a lesson there? She never learns her lesson. No, just give up on her net and all. It's just, put, you know, <laughs> give up is a bad job. Um, so she's sure she can sell her jewels elsewhere. And they're like, well, that is not going to be how you pay us back. We're not going to rely on this. And Jess jokes, well, maybe I should get that job in Treasure Island. And Alice is like, grand, okay. Yeah, do it. <laughs> Go do that. <laughs> But Jess is, Jess is disgusted and she thinks it would be too humiliating to work there as a sales girl. What? Look, you're 16. What do you think you're going to be doing? Like, you're not work- above working in a shop, Jessica. For fuck's sake. Oh, no one is above working in a shop but I can't believe that you would think at 16 years old where you would think it was cool to have a job. Yeah. Um, 
But yeah, that's it for that. And in the next book, she is not working. Yeah, yeah, I was waiting for like a whole B-plot about Jess, you know, bumbling around trying to be a shop girl. But no. Of course not. Uh, So cut to the Oracle office where John asks, John Pfeiffer. Boo. uh, (laughs) I don't know how we're going to get through the next book, to be honest. It's going to be painful. Uh, but John asks Liz who uh, she about the details in her column that she's he's just seen like in a proof form. Who is the ore you mentioned in her column? Who's picking up JM? Could it be Rick Andover? <gasps> oh my God, he's back! Yeah, but why is Liz talking about him chattily in her column? Like, who is Ore picking up JM? But he, it's such shit gossip. Like. Oh, of course it is. Yeah. Well, that, I mean, that goes without saying. Yeah. <laughs> but he's like he's a kidnapper. True, yeah. <laughs> and John is all distracted and Penny gives out to him because he's like laid out a page all wrong and then when uh, she pushes him about it he loses his temper and they're both shocked because apparently he's normally delightful. <sighs> and Liz wonders if his bad mood is caused by this JM because he's got a good friend called Jennifer Mitchell. Uh-huh. She's a sophomore. Yeah, so this um, is why I guess we've never heard of her before. Of course. Oh, they're pulling out all these sophomores. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they're all go. coming out of the woodwork now. And that is the end of the book. Can you read us out? Uh, yeah. Uh, what's come over, John Pfeiffer? Mm, Find knows. out in Sweet Valley High number 52. White, White lies. lies. And that was Against the Odds. That was Against the Odds. And you know what? That was better than I thought it would be. So much better. <laughs> I apologise to you and to everybody. <laughs> You should apologise to Big Al. <laughs> you maligned him all this time. I apologise, Big Al. I beg you for forgiveness. <laughs> My memory was inaccurate, see? Oh, God. So after all that, do we have any stats and outfits? We have some. Um, yeah, it wasn't that much of a Wakefield-heavy book. So both the blondness and blue-green eyes only got one mention each. <gasps> Yeah. What? Very that is a new low. low. It is a new, a new low. low. I'm outraged. Yeah. Like they may, may as well not have bothered. No. Um, in terms of outfits, Jessica borrows a dress from Alice for when she's uh, got her business meeting oh, in yeah, Treasure she Island. Does. She <laughs> she wears a sleek pinstriped dress from her mother. <laughs> it's very sexy. <laughs> I can Alice in the boardroom. Oh, yes. The interior design industry. <laughs> just knocking off that glass ceiling uh, yeah and it's actually all Alice because the other yeah. kind of outfit oh, mentioned is this, yeah. uh, Alice uh, she adjusts the shoulder pads of her cream coloured silk blouse at one point <gasps> oh shoulder pads and a silk blouse that's right so at least it's more age appropriate yeah I mean she's like true 45 yeah um, so. she's a business lady she is yeah. Um, well yeah I think I'm glad Alice got a chance to shine she did with her silk blouses and her page boy uh, her page boy haircut got a mention as well it so. did I think that's the first time they've mentioned shoulder pads I think it might be yeah just, it's just striking me there it just goes without saying they're on everything <laughs> until they actually mention it it's like Good oh point. yeah shoulder pads yeah. it's the 80s <laughs> they're so everywhere well, let us know what you think. Have you had a gambling problem? Maybe oh, this is, you know, go get help. The Gambler's Anonymous is right there for you. Don't go to Big Al. Don't go to Al. Entertaining as he may be, he will rough you up. He will. He'll send his goons in, in his single car. It won't be pretty. The, Share. Their car sharing agreement is coming for you. <laughs> And if that wasn't enough sweet value for you, our next episode is obviously going to be in two weeks, but our live show is next Thursday. Oh my God, it's so close. And <laughs> as of this afternoon, there are only two tickets left what? as we record. Yeah. So uh, if you've been wondering whether or not to come, get on down to the Dublin Podcast Festival. Mm. Um, 
Ticketmaster site because it is uh, it's it's getting close. It really is. So yeah. it is on Thursday the twenty first, and mm-hmm. we will be joined by our super special guest Louise O'Neill <gasps> ah. to discuss a super special wintry feast. Oh, that's right. Keep it a bit vague. We're getting seasonal up in here. Oh, we are because <laughs> it's getting close to Christmas, <laughs> and you know what Christmas means? It means special episodes. That's right. Opportunities <laughs> for us to fuck up the number system even, even further. <laughs> so yeah, just Google Dublin Podcast Festival and uh, you can possibly get the last two tickets. And remember, it is BYOB, people. So you can bring bag of cans. <laughs> we will have a bag of cans. Will you wear a jumpsuit? Oh my God. <laughs> or a silk blouse? Oh, silk blouses. If everybody was in silk blouses, oh, it would be amazing. The most flammable audience I've ever seen. <laughs> <laughs> well, let us know what you think um, of this or any other episode. We love hearing from you. Mm-hmm. We had a great email from a listener called Jessie about our Jade Wu episode. That's right, yeah. Uh, which was really interesting about her own experience as somebody who uh, who, who moved to America from Korea but she was uh, pretty small yeah. and she could relate to Jade. Yeah, and she reckoned that the Sweet Valley writers in fairness actually did a fairly decent job of yeah. trying to describe that experience. So I guess fair, fair play to the writers. Right. <laughs> yeah. Credit where credit is due, writers. Yeah. And uh, thanks so much for writing, Jesse. It was a great email. We, we love hearing from all of you and uh, please do keep the letters coming. You can email us at svhpodcast at gmail.com. Yeah, you can follow us on Twitter at svhpodcast and we are proud members of the Head Stuff Podcast Network and you can follow the network and find out about all the other shows at HS Pod Network and This Head Stuff. And that's it for this week. Mm. But we will see you in two weeks. <laughs> we are so unenthusiastic oh, about this next God. book. <laughs> like more than any so far, I think. Really? Because we are going to find out what happens when John Pfeiffer <laughs> tells a few white, white lies. lies. See you then, everybody. Oh, I guess. <laughs> but thanks for listening. Bye. <laughs> This podcast is part of the Headstuff Podcast Network. Experience the difference at Woodhouse Buick GMC. From the GMC Acadia to the Buick Encore, we're sure to have a vehicle that fits your lifestyle. Our climate-controlled showroom guarantees a comfortable shopping experience every time you visit. Plus, our commitment to our customers continues well beyond the date of purchase. You will leave our lot feeling comfortable and confident in your new vehicle. Start your car buying journey today, in-store or online at WoodhouseBuickGMC.com. We are professional grade.